Welcome to the Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, what's going on? We're back at it. It's been a couple weeks, man. I just started getting into my groove, and then I got the C19er, as Stephen Ranella would say. Still a little nasally here. And uh, I'm actually doing it on the road again. <laughs> it just seems like I have my best energy, the best time that I know I can definitely get this done. But I do have some people uh, for the future lined up to do some podcasts and be guests. So um, stay tuned for that. But I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, some cities and townships out there. Because I told you guys in another podcast, I did definitely watch the uh, analytics on my show. So, Sykesville, Maryland, what's up? Ida, Ida, I believe is in Michigan. If not, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know where you're from. Toronto, Canada, what's up? Hudson, New York, what's up? Tampa, Florida, what's up? Forest Park up by Albany, New York, what's up? Wilmington, North Carolina, Newport News, Virginia, Germantown, New York, Marietta, Georgia, Avril Park, What's up, Tyler? I'm sure that's you, buddy. We're going to get you on this podcast for sure. We've been talking about it way too long. Mount Laurel, New Jersey. And Dallas, Texas. What's up, man? So, uh, yeah, it's been a bit. I've had the COVID. <laughs> uh, it sucks, too, because uh wanted to go out ice fishing. And now here I am realizing that. We're a couple weeks away from trout fishing, which would put me in a boat on my reservoir. And usually we get out there the first week. So we've been having, uh, we had a 70 degree day. Lots of the temps have been over 40 every day. We had a lot of rain another day. So it's sad to say, you know, I see guys on Facebook, they're still getting out there. and But with time and all that, it can be challenging. I've talked about it many a times. It's not as easy as people say, but if you can, try to get out there and live your life. But, uh, yeah, so I, I literally bought my bait. <laughs> I went down to the bait store, had the bait. I had planned on going two days after getting the bait. But I knew, like, the the Friday before, I had to work late in the bait store. By the time I would have got back, he would have been closed, even though he's... He's a real cool guy. He's always like, God, oh, just call me. And, but I don't like to inconvenience people, man. You know, I, as much as they might say, you know, it's, it's all right. I kind of draw my own boundaries. But I didn't feel good one night. Um, I knew something was up. And then I said, you know what? Let me go get tested. <laughs> Plus, we get paid at, the, at my job for uh, because I work for the state. So first off they don't want you there you know um but governor cuomo as much as i didn't like the guy he did uh give state workers 10 days paid leave if you got covid so i you know not say i took advantage of it, but i took advantage of it <laughs> um you better believe it because it's funny you know <laughs> So let me get to this point right out of the gate. You know, it's like I, I said this before. I tried to get political on this show, but I think we're getting to a point. It's almost like you can't help but get into politics anymore. And I'm not going to really bring up politics as far as, you know, that Democrat, Republican crap. Because even at this point, I'll get into it maybe later, but I prefer to consider myself middle road, even though a lot of people... Especially my Democratic friends would be like, you're totally right wing, but I don't know. Um, so it's amazing how quick they dropped the mask mandates. And it's like funny, you see these memes on Facebook and stuff like that where, and to me, I find them to be very true. Um, it's funny because they're like, it's election season. 
drop the mask mandates. And then a couple weeks later, it's like no joke out of nowhere. Like, oh, unmask the kids. And there's all this political play I see going on. It's like, this is totally... Because as you know, if you guys probably watch the news, it's like our boy Cuomo got ousted from all the sexual harassment things. And uh, Hochul, Kathy Hochul took over, which in my opinion, she's a female version of him. Um, but we'll see what she does for us fishermen and hunters and all that stuff. <laughs> and guns. And I'm sure she's not going to turn around our SAFE Act, which is a load of crap. But... Uh, yeah, it's just amazing how quick all that stuff went down. But the reason why I'm going to get into the politics, I was on Instagram the other day, and uh, I saw the Sportsman Alliance. They posted something about Joe Biden meeting with some anti... Or not anti... Well, you know what? They are anti-hunters. They were animal rights activists and uh, like I said you know I believe that stuff we've seen it here in New York like you say you wake up on a on one morning and next thing you find out about these shady deals they did in the middle of the night and next thing you're AR-15 you know get rid of your magazines and they're going to ban them and you can't have this can't have that and most people wake up a felon the next morning <laughs> but uh but yeah so they're meeting and it's funny because it's about hunting on national wildlife refuges and I was like wow they're uh they're saying that First off, the one that's funny is grizzlies are getting killed by hunters on these refuges. I don't even know if you, that, that's, you can even hunt them there. I'll have to look into that, but but it's laughable. You know, the only thing I could see maybe, you know, like I hope they're not like talking public land, period, like where we can hunt. Because, you know, I just recently read a story and um, where the guys were elk hunting and uh, a grizzly came in. They were, you know, they were dealing with field dressing the, the elk. And Grizzly came in and wanted a piece of that action. And uh, they they almost got killed. I mean, the one guy got, you know, tore up pretty good. And the other guy shot the Grizzly. And thankfully, like they say, a lot of times, like, when there's a couple of guys, like, sometimes there's friendly fire involved, you know, trying to kill the bear that might be on somebody. And you might kill your buddy, but... It all happened to work out, luckily, in, in a huge panic in the moment. But they're bringing that to the attention to the president, I guess, from what National, the Sportsman's Alliance was saying. Um, trampling on, like, you know, threatened species. You know, like, I've been to national parks, like... Uh, up in the Rockies, you know, there's like alpine, like lichen and moss and all these little maybe coniferous trees. And I get that, you know, like you don't want people just trampling all over the place. Like I get that. They, they tell you to stick to the paths. And, um, but to sit there and put it on the hunters is like ridiculous because let's face it, man, even if, let's just say, like I said, this is about the National Wild, Wildlife Refuges. Um, you're telling me there's like not bird watchers and people that like to hike and see the, the fauna and the flora. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Give me a break. I love how they put it on one group of people. And hence they're animal rights activists. Yeah, so that's not about the hunting at all, right? It's about, it's totally about the biodiversity they're speaking of. And the other one, what was it again? There was a third one in there. I forget what it is now, but either way, you know, it's, it's not cool. And I would go to sportsmen, you know, follow them. Um, they're really good because a lot of times I'll learn stuff that I really don't know. And I've said this before on this podcast, I'm not an expert on stuff, but if I have a little bit of an idea or even an opinion, I mean, sometimes just giving your opinion on stuff is good, but, uh, 
you know, you see this stuff and it, it's like, it's awful, man. It's like, because one morning we're going to wake up. Because here's the deal, too. Like, I just had my podcast on uh, Seek a Deer Hunt. I was down at Blackwater National Wildlife Refuge. Think about if they, tomorrow they got rid of that, man. That's a huge chunk of the public land hunting and a huge bunch of the deer that will not be able to be harvested. You'll have to find, like, and think about it. Like, let's just say you're still able to go on the public land, you know, like the state forests. Now everybody's going to want to go there. There's going to be so many people. You know, I, I happened to go and stayed with a lady, and she had 400 acres. Oh, it was the lead. <laughs> I'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, excuse my alarm. <laughs> the, if that, if they knock that out, that's a lot of the sea, sea deer hunting. And, uh, you know, I had, I was able to hunt this lady's 400 acres, and she boarded the refuge, which was awesome, because I had her 400 acres plus whatever I could access from, which was a lot, from her 400 acres on the Blackwater Re uh, National Wildlife Refuge. But that's right. The third thing was the lead. And that's another thing. Like, I thought, because I, I said it on my podcast, when I was down there, I'm a Ducks Unlimited member, been a long time member. Um, the, the amount of waterfowl I saw, and like like ducks that I've never seen, like you see pictures of them in my Ducks Unlimited magazines kind of deal, or like on the duck stamps, like stuff, beautiful ducks. And it was such a wild place because as far as like seeing like birds and waterfowl, like that place is just amazing. But here's the deal, and when I was looking, because I could access off this lady's dock, and hence, like I said, the one area I looked, I, I don't think I'd be, because there's buffer zones around these wildlife refuges. So right there, I don't think you can waterfowl. But right away, you know, they're going to say the lead with, you know, hunting deer, and I know where they're going with this. But as far as, like, if they try to put up that waterfowl, like, argument, it's like, yeah, there's buffer zones around that place. So you can't hunt the, the waterfowl around there. But I just talked about this, man, on my last podcast a few weeks back. And how ironic that down by me, they found by one of the reservoirs for DEP, they found a sick eagle. Now, this is the irony. And this is why people better wake up, man. Wake up. They immediately tested this eagle for lead levels. And, of course, they were extremely high. And this article that I read it goes into waterfowl hunters with the lead. Now, meanwhile, I've been using, I've said it in that podcast, I don't want to try to cover back, but the irony that I've seen this argument come to the Biden administration in a different area of our country these are the angles these guys are coming at, so we're going to lose our, our shit. Um, so, you, you know, all this COVID stuff, we were laughing. That's another thing I talked about. Um, the, you know, deer are supposed to be getting COVID. But it's like, nah, you don't test them for COVID or any of that. We're going right for the lead tests. So, that to me is sketchy, man. Really is. Because, like I said, this has been ramping up just since Biden's gotten in, all this this craziness. You know, I believe he reversed the national, uh, the monuments, which everybody's, I think, suffered from that. I think hikers do, too. So now you have these little, like, and I get it, you might have, like, an Indian reservation where they have these artifacts and but now it's like, you know, there's a thousand acres off to the side that you could totally use for hunting or hiking. And what Trump put into play has all been taken back. You know, the wolves, same deal. They turned around with that. 
And the crazy part is, you know, the Endangered Species Act, they put target numbers on the, you know, recovery. And when they reach that recovery, it's supposed to be handed over to state wildlife, and then they manage it. And we all know, we see it on, you know, articles about the Yellowstone Wolf Pack, and I think he may have reversed that, which Trump had uh, reversed. You know, like, here's these numbers that far exceeded what when they should have been taken off, and these people still want them on there. And that was the thing, too. Like, when I was looking at this article on their thing, I didn't realize Sportsman Lions had a, a podcast, and I think it's fairly new. So I listened to it for a couple minutes. And the guy was ranting, and I, I had written this down to talk about on this next podcast, which was ironic, because it, it's new news. There's like a Supreme Court judge out in California that's like trying to stick his nose in the wolf uh, situation in Minnesota. It's like, we're, it's like, dude, stick stick to California, bro. You know, like they want to fight that whole thing where they just open up the wolf hunting out in Minnesota. And other areas, but I think he realizes there's certain states like out west that's like, yeah, it's a losing proposition. Because you have governors and stuff like that that are totally pro, like, hey, man, leave this to the wildlife, guys. The science, as we've heard during all the pandemic, right? And this is where it gets funnier. So I'm scrolling down on Sportsman Alliance. And uh, I see these three three bills that are trying to be passed in our neighboring state of Vermont. And I get it. Like, Vermont's very rural. I think their gun laws are even pretty good. But you're starting to see this liberal mentality influx thing where it's just like, sportsmen better wake up, man, because they're coming for it. Um, This would actually affect trapping. Um, Oh, and the use of dogs. So the first thing, right, we're going to get into the trapping. No foothold traps. Now, I'm not a trapper, but Tyler, what's up, bro? Tyler just got into it, and, you know, we work at the same agency. And, he, you know, he just got into it, showing me, like, pictures of his beaver. And it, it's actually intrigued me. You know, and Stephen Ranella, I follow the Meat Eater podcast and, and the show, and he's a big trapper. So I am intrigued by trapping, you know, and I definitely think we need to stick up for our brothers and sisters who trap. You know, because I'd say... I don't know what the numbers would be, but there's probably a lot of people that hunt and fish that probably don't trap and hate to say it, probably don't even don't even care, but I think we should because what's up next once they get trapping out of the way? And the thing is with this Vermont bill, it's it's the foothold traps, but it's hunting with dogs for coyote. That's the second thing. And uh, I was on the fence with that. I admit it, man. And then I'd, wa- I'd listen to the Mediator podcast about them mountain lion hunting. And they were first, I think they were unsuccessful. And the amount of miles they put on behind these dogs was hardcore. So it's not as easy as like they try to be like, oh, it's, it's, un- you know, it's not fair chase. Which now like that they've put light on it for me. And other people, I think it kind of is fair chase. And think about it. Like, compared to trapping, like, that animal's there, man. It's like, think about it. You come up to a tree with a mountain lion in it or a bear. That thing come down and, and take you out, man. Like, that's fair chase, man, as far as if I'm concerned. I remember I cleaned, cleaned Spooner from Strutton Buck on, and Clean talked about when... Uh, he was hunting bear with dogs, and the bear came out of the tree and, and clamped on the onto Cleed. He had to go to the hospital for that, man. He was tore up, man. And that like opened my eyes too. Like, you know, they're not like attached to anything where you can keep a safe distance and they're not gonna go anywhere. <laughs> it's like that's a hardcore, man. And the third thing, which 
I know, like, I think out west they've talked about. There's a board, and they want to put more legislators on the board and probably replace a couple of fish and wildlife people with it. Which now you're getting these crazy laws. So if, if these people get on this board are anti-hunters, guess what? That's not going to work out well. So I know Mediator talked about something like that. I think there was even something with a state where, like, somebody from the west part of the state would have to, like, speak up because there was, I don't know if it was low population or there was some, like, deal with that. I'll have to look into it more. But I think you get the gist where, like, they're like, nah, it's like, we want somebody from that part of the state to represent because more than likely they're going to be a hunter. We're trying this backdoor crap, man. You know, they're trying to skew it. So it's like, I'm like, holy cow, man. This is not good. You know, um, I guess, you know, what it is, it's like, you know, we're from New York, so. I, but you know what I think? I don't know, man. See, I don't even know this. Um, I think maybe you can hunt with dogs in New York for coyote. I think you might be able to. But I guess if you're from a state that's never had it, like, you know, you wouldn't care. But I still think we need to step up to the plate for these people that enjoy that. Just imagine if that's all you did was trap. I mean, while you got people, like they say that with guns too, like there's a lot of people, like if you ask them, like they might not be gun owners, but they're like, yeah, people should have guns. But if somehow this other part of the population can skew these people and like maybe brainwash them or just hit them with so much of their propaganda, like that could turn the wave of that vote over to people don't want it anymore. I just hit a bird. <laughs> um, it's scary, man. It's like just in this since Biden's gotten in, you see a lot more of this. I also want to catch up on uh, I think Sam Lundgren from Meat Eater. I'm not sure. I shouldn't even put a name to it. But uh, he was writing about the updates on that uh, fen- the, the fence, the corner cross now west. I think things are heating up out there from what the the title of that article was. And I hope it's for the hunters, you know, because that's a shit show by the sounds of that checkerboard thing and you know like landowners don't want people this way it gives them more access and then shuts shuts people off from public land haunting but yeah like I said you know I try not to get into the politics but I think you kind of got to touch on stuff and let, let people know what's coming down the pipe, man. And if any of you guys know some shady stuff going on in like these other states, like taxes, and I would assume you guys would be safe so far from that crap. Um, and that's the thing, though. I think you're probably getting some of that. I saw there was something in Texas, and people moved from a different state, and they were trying to change stuff. And, you know, because they come from, like, they're, it's almost like shock and awe to these people. And I saw it where, where I grew up as a kid. I, I grew up in a very rural area, upstate New York. And after 9-11, like, you know, the farms were already dying out. I've talked about this on the podcast. And people started moving up, and they want huge change, man. Because they're, like, they're, they're culture shocked on it. We've seen it up, and I moved farther north to the Catskill Mountains. And now I saw that influx again with the pandemic. But they're saying, like, because of the the gas prices, if these people were commuting back down to the city, they said it could either force them to, like, sell their homes upstate and move back to the city. It'll be interesting to see. You'll have this, like, flooding of the market. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Depending on what you paid for the house, it might be worth it. You might make a... A hundred thousand on on a quick sale. (laughs) 
but yeah, you know, I, I wanted to touch on those couple of things because, uh, like I said, man, wake up, people. I was saying about the ice fishing too. Like you know, I I got to see one niner. I was all prepared to go, and it just didn't work out. Now I'm looking like really close to like there's no ice. <laughs> but one thing's for sure: with all, I'll be really ready for next year with all the stuff that I I added to my collection. You know, I'm bummed I didn't get to use it though. Even I planned on uh, doing the like the last part of my jet sled modifications video, and I never got to it. Um, I did get a battery on it though, but I was supposed to film all that, and like I'm gonna have to do it here when probably in the off season, unfortunately. But that my jet sled videos blew up, man. I was happy to see that on YouTube. Um, yeah, because I saw, the, you know, with the gas prices, too, that's another thing that's got me discouraged. Like, now, now it's like, maybe I could find a day to go up there, but I'm like, man, is it worth, like, spending 70 bucks in gas to go fishing? Uh, it was funny, a guy that I'm friends with on Facebook, Eric, he's hardcore ice fisherman and just fisherman and hunter in general. And he was like, he's funny, he's like, no filter guy. Uh... He says, these gas prices suck, but fuck it, I love the outdoors, I'm going. <laughs> I, was like, I was laughing about that. But yesterday he went on Facebook and, uh, you know, he was saying, like, his availability, that he can't go today, he can't go tomorrow, because I guess we're supposed to get that big nor'easter. And because of the ice conditions deteriorating with the snow on top of it, he goes, it's just not worth it, man. And I... I replied to him. I was like, bummed out, dude. I never even got to go out this year. Because at the beginning, I was talking to him. And I was like, yeah, I got this new hub. And I'm going to go out there. We're going to cook venison. And, you know, I talked up this big, like, outing. And the one day, and it was funny. The day I was planning on going, he was going out there. So I was going to try to, like, coincide and try to get maybe close to him. And But sometimes I don't like... He's a really good guy. Like, I'll get into that in a second. But, you know, like, from the etiquette thing, like, you don't want to be like, yeah, where are you going, man? Because I know a lot of guys get pissed off, and I've talked about it in the past about, you know, just guys getting so, like, disgruntled on these uh, Facebook pages, man, with people, like, asking simple questions. But it was cool because uh, Eric did, like, a, like a slideshow all the fish he caught this year and he, he was like you know in his article it basically said like he enjoyed taking people out teaching people and he's really good like when people ask questions on somebody's like you know the ice fishing pages he answers and he's straight up legit like he'll tell you how to catch the fish man even last year he told me where he was fishing like when I just became friends with him that year and uh, even striper fishing, he was, like, huge help, man, and not, like, a prick. So last year, you know, yeah, I know he's really busy at work, but I said to him last night in the post, I said, bro, i got to get you out my boat on the show can. He's somebody that I definitely want to take out, man, because he's so helpful to people. And it was cool to watch his slideshow because he had all these people that caught first-time fish, you know, out ice fishing and, I think, you know, stand-up dude, man. Eric Post, what's up? Post, man. Seen, I, I saw that on a couple of his uh, posts. I thought that was cool. The Post, man. <laughs> but shout-out to that dude, man. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but... But, yeah, the COVID thing, man, it sucked. It, it dampened my ice fishing. I was also supposed to go to this... It was. Mark Yusick, I've talked about him on the show. He's got a couple books out. Um, I just got a limited edition. I was one of 100 people to order first for a hardcover of his new book. So he had this fly tying thing where he rents a little, like, haul off of, you know, a restaurant or a bar or something like that. And it's called, he's had it before, I guess, Fruitcakes and Fly Tires. 
It's to kind of like get everybody together, tie some flies because, you know, the winter's weighing long on you. And, uh, you know, you want to just get together in the camaraderie. And unfortunately, I missed that. I was looking forward to it for months, man. And I got this bullshit COVID, man. And I wasn't feeling good, you know. It, it, you know, I know, like, we've, we've lost people, too, and I hate to, like, downplay it, but, you know, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to be like, that was the sickest I've ever been. But it definitely, you know, it had me to the point where it's just I didn't want to do anything, man, for sure. And I didn't, you know, I don't want to go out and get people sick either. <laughs> you know, be like a selfish prick, you know, and be like, I'm going anyways, man. <laughs> it's like, you know, I ain't going to do that. But uh, I missed that. That sucked. Mark, you know, it's he, so a lot of his posts are very inspirational. I'm not sure exactly the quote, but like he wrote it in this book that we got in the mail about like, you know, and I've said it on the podcast, like he says, you know, we weren't born to just work and pay bills, man. And also you got a bookmarker and it's, I think it said, take off, take a day off from work, something like this. He's like, take a day off from work and go fishing. <laughs> it's like, or call in, call in the work and go fish. And I thought that was funny, man. Like I said, very inspirational guy. Um, I've actually talked to him, man. He he said he would come on the podcast. I'd love to get him on there. He works for J.P. Ross uh, Fly Rods. And I think I've, I've mentioned it before, like where he makes, they make like smaller fly rods as well for like when you're in those like backcountry little creeks. So you're not like carrying around this 9, 10-foot rod. So they're like literally compact uh fly rods man they're sweet but unfortunately i've said it on the show a million times i'm not in the market right now for 300 fly rod you know as much as i would love one man who knows maybe this thing with investing in the stock market will work out for me and i'll be able to do whatever i want so <laughs> that's what i did during covid uh started investing in some stocks um just you know, see what I can do. See if I can make a couple bucks. Not working for the man. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I I can't wait, man. I, I'm gonna start getting my tackle together. Like I said, I, I it's funny, man. I still have my my ice you know ice fishing suit in the car. I didn't unpack like the stuff I need for ice fishing yet because I'm like praying to God. I'm like, maybe I can get out there one day. But last year I went uh, around now and I have to say you had the pucker factor, man, because I had to cross a couple pressure ridges. And I'm, I, it's funny, even as a kid, man, I'm like a little unsettled on the ice. So once I know it's getting a little shady, like, I get really panicked, man. And last year I had a crack that wasn't there. Like, it was, like, thunderous <laughs> on Lake George. And I get that. Like, from even when I was a kid, like, crack, you know, it settles. But it literally shook me, man. And it went right underneath my foot. <laughs> I was just, like, I literally backed up. Because it was, it was getting close to dark. And I was just, like, I'm out of here, man. Because I was between that and having to cross this pressure ridge. And you hear about this. I mean, this year in upstate New York, man, they had to uh, rescue some people off where, like, the ice busted away and they were floating on the island island of ice. That's hardcore, man. I do not want to find myself in that situation at all. <laughs> but... Yeah, I bought so much stuff. I bought an ice hub. I bought a, a float suit. Hence the fact I just said I'm a little nervous on the ice. And I, I had mentioned the podcast. That guy, I, I complimented him on his jacket. And he, then he said that he hadn't fished in years because his friend went through the ice and died. I was like, holy cow. Um, even Eric posted one. You know, he was so close to the water. That, I think that was earlier season now. 
And I was like, oh, hell no, man. <laughs> hell no. But it was funny because I think he made a comment about being kind of by himself because nobody was going to do that. He was like, definitely had the bucker factor. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I'll start putting my stuff together to get out on the boat on the show can. And then the striper fishing will be right behind it. I plan, you know, hopefully I can put some money together. I, I've been saying for years I want to go out like on a striper charter, you know, just me just reel them in kind of a deal. Because I've told, I think I said it in the past, like I've been fishing for stripers for years and still haven't landed one. You know, I, I remember I was in between guys at the river one year. Like this is when I first got into it. Using the same technique live bait the whole nine man and it was like guys were catching them all around me and I was just like they weren't even hitting my bait it was like laughable it's, it just goes to show you there, there there can be a there's a lot of luck in catching fish there's a lot of let me tell you there's a lot of know-how for sure because there's certain my hometown lake I can go and me and my buddy we're going to catch fish man because we know how there's certain little things you know either you know the thermocline you know that in one of the lakes I go to, it definitely plays a factor, man. They definitely follow that. Um, but, you know, I've had a ton of on and off, like runs, get them on, fight them for a little while, get off. And then last year I started, because I hate, here's the thing, man, I hate, like the fluorocarbon and the monofilament, they get trained, you know? You start getting that bird's nesty kind of deal and it's like, it's all twisted up. So for trout, I started using um, spider line. I started using uh, braided line. And I loved it, because you know, you can go a couple years it's it stayed tough and I you never had that trained line man once it gets wet it kind of straightens it out so I figured I was like you know what I'm gonna do this for the striper and I was having a lot pop off like breaking my line and granted one fish like I saw it jump out of the water I fought it for quite a bit it was a huge fish but hence talking about Eric with like him being helpful he said, that was the first thing he said. He goes, bro, he goes, where were, because he kind of fishes by where I'm at. And it it was totally by, like, chance that one day, like, I I was, I, I saw him driving down the road. I go, bro, is that you? I texted him because he gave me his phone number for ice fishing. And he goes, yeah. I go, holy cow, because I got permission on this lady's property. To, she owns uh, riverfront property. And he told me, he goes, bro, he goes, he goes, that, even while you, those, like the herring are out there swimming around and the tide, he goes, the rocks are wearing on your braid. And he goes, once those bigger fish are getting on, he goes, they're gonna just, if there's any kind of, you know, fraying going on, he goes, you're gonna lose those fish. And I, and last year, I probably had the most runs in my life, but they were popping, like breaking the line left and right. And uh, I ended up switching back over to uh, fluorocarbon. So hopefully this year, man, we'll get one of them in. But that's why I was I was thinking, like, you know, I'm gonna get a, get a charter going because this way I can kind of just sit back and let somebody else try to catch me fish um, but we'll see what happens plus me and my wife are going up to the Cape again this year um, I'm staying closer to where I should have been fishing last year I learned a lot at a local uh, bait shop up there the guy was really helpful to me man it was really cool that's the way it should be man be helpful with people, you know. People are brutal. 
But yeah, my wife asked me, she's like, are you going to go uh, up to Salmon River with Gary? That's Gary's one of my, he was my best man at my wedding. He's one of my best friends. Um, but I told her, I was like, you know what? I said, I might actually do something different. You know, go out on a charter. Instead of, you know, taking the money for camping out and, you know, meals and all that, which costs hundreds of dollars. I just figure, you know, go out for a one-day deal and, or maybe even try to talk her into letting me do two. Because <laughs> I'd like to go out with uh, Justy Joe on Lake George, too. Joe Greco, Justy Joe's charters up there in Lake George. I just saw, actually, he just put out a post yesterday on Facebook that he is going full-time guiding. I thought he was already full-time. The amount of people he took out and watching his pictures every day roll off on Facebook, I thought he already was full-time. And I know the winter they pack it up and then they head back. They, he goes down to Florida and does charters out of there. Um, but I guess he's going, you know, a.m., p.m. on the boat. He's going to open up a uh, fishing on ice fishing guide during the winter. So it should be pretty interesting, man. So I'd also like to maybe do a go out with him on his boat. Um, I might actually, I'll be honest with you, I might just book that first. And then just hope to hell like I can catch some striper from shore. Um, striper fishing, man. You see the size of those fish. It's like the first time I went to Salmon River. And I had like a, a, a salmon jump out. You know, we're in this like narrow part of the Salmon River. You know, like a creek I'd be by me and like trying to catch like brook trout. And these salmon, like almost 30 pound fish are jumping out of the water. It's like, whoa. I was so amazed by that. And then, then when I finally get them on and land them, the fight they give up, man. Oh my God. Just incredible. So like, you know, like I said, I fought some striper, you know didn't land him but I, I fought him for a while you know had good runs going but I'm just waiting to have that first one in my arms taking a picture <laughs> and I know like uh, from experience my buddy days to go striper fishing on the ocean and he brought some back we used to play cards on Monday night and uh, he grilled some of that up on the uh, on the barbie and oh my god that was good Next podcast, man, I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to go a little bit into the Mercury deal. You know, they've always talked about, I've always ignored, like, yeah, whatever. But maybe I'll shed some light on the Mercury. I was talking to my wife last night. She's vegetarian, but recently she's been, uh, she'll pop back and forth, you know. Um, she's been eating, doing fish. A lot of fish lately, and, uh. You know, even like, because one time, like, whenever I would open up a can of tuna, my cat goes crazy. Um, she's like a crack fiend. And, we, you know, I let her lick, <laughs> lick, lick the, you know, the, there's nothing really left but little, like, you know, morsels in the can. But I read where, like, you know, you, your cats could go blind from it, from the mercury and eating a lot of fish. Um, but I saw this article, they did a study forget where it is now, but I'll get more into it. Um, but I, I have to say, it kind of alarms me a little bit. But at the same time, you know, live your life kind of a deal. I mean, is that going to be what really kills me? I, I highly doubt it. You know, I had a lot of people last year when I caught that beautiful catfish. I love Cajun catfish, man. And people are like, oh, how do you, you know, and I get it because a little like thing about the Hudson River like you know years ago with the PCBs from you know the General Electric and all that crap people freak out you know um, but it's not like we're subsistence living off off the Hudson River but people are like grossed out because you know like catfish are almost like a bottom feeder and you know it's the, the PCBs and the Hudson it's like you know what that thing tasted awesome and I will gladly 
eat another one. I wanted to go out more and eat more of them, but then, like, it, I, you can't be, I, I think about, I do think about it, you know, it's just like, I'm like, oh, man, mercury, <laughs> you know, but, but it was a delicious fish, I'll tell you that, people, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get into that study, man, because it, it was, it was intriguing, I was, but I was telling my wife about it last night, I was like, well, I said, even for us, she goes, she's immediately, she's like, about the cat, um, but, but yeah, so I don't know, man. I think I think my fishing season, even though it never never really started, that one day I had the, the targeted where I had a plan. COVID, son of a bitch, man. You know, and when I talked to Tyler, it was funny. Like he was out for a bit, but he he went fishing. And I know some people like don't. My brother-in-law, man, he was like, oh, I had a headache for a day, <laughs> you know, and then he was back to normal. You know. I, I have to say, like, it wasn't awful, but there was all these, like, it started off with a fever, like, the ch- I got a chill, and that kind of, like, kind of made me be like, what, what the hell was that, and then all of a sudden, after the chill, I got a temperature, and I was like, okay, man, something's up, and I didn't feel good, like, you know, obviously, when you have a temperature, you're a little bit off, so, you know, I called into work, but then, two days later, it was like I swallowed glass, man. I sounded like froggy. Like, my voice was shot. It was crazy. So for like three days, I had this brutal sore throat. That, I have to say, was brutal. Um, but then it went into my lungs. I have asthma. So it did, it did go like to a post-nasal drip. And then into my lungs. So I just, I got to be honest, man. It was like I was in no mood to be like... Especially going at the time too, it was perfect because we we had like a, a cold blast, and it was definitely like that last hoorah, like this is good ice, get out there. And I know Eric, he he was out there, man. I, that's the thing. I'm sitting on the couch at home, and he's posting all these videos and uh, pictures of him catching the Lakers, man. I was just like, God damn it, you can't make it up. Like, it's hard enough for me to get out there, you know. Um, because this year I had a lot of uh, I do security on the side. I've probably talked about it. Because of COVID, I wasn't wearing a mask, man. <laughs> when they finally opened stuff back up, I, saw, I I'm friends with the guy who runs. He's my instructor, and they were wearing masks eight hours of the day, and I had to put a total of uh, 32 hours in, man. And I was just like, oh hell no. So I had a double double up on everything because my license is up in in April here and uh, sure enough it it took a lot of ice fishing time away from me and then when I finally had a a window of opportunity to get up there and get at least one day in um, yeah I got sick I can like I said right now I still my nose is just like it's brutal I'm just stuffed up as all hell still like even my asthma's been like a little bit off, man. So definitely, definitely did a little bit of damage to me, but nothing. Nothing. Like I said, I've had the flu before, man, and it was it kicked that kicked my ass way far worse than this. But like I said, I don't like the downplay because I know people that lost people to it, and I don't want to be insensitive to that. But I've had my own views on COVID, and I think it was definitely at one point skewed and. Um, I hated the government control over it. <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to go down that pigeonhole. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like I said, I just I have my my beliefs about it. Even with the vaccine, man. You know, I'm like unless you've cloned people and you can see the the side effects that you know, like if they had two of me, for instance, right? One's vaccinated and the other clone of me isn't, and both of them get COVID. Would the one Glenn that's not vaccinated die? Like, and until you, I think you can do that, I call BS, you know? Um, you know, at one point I've talked about it, like I wasn't big on it, but I just hit a point where IGAFL, as my buddy Mikey would say, I give a fuck less. I just didn't care anymore. And I was like, inject me with the stupid thing. You know, I was so just disgusted with it all. 
but I admired people that stuck up and didn't want to get it, but, you know, um, I just didn't care anymore. I was like, I don't care if this shot kills me. <laughs> it's like, I, even the thing with people tracking and DNA, it's like, I don't, I don't care. I mean, if, if, if you're that interested in me, the government, wow. <laughs> Hopefully people will be as interested in my podcast as they are with this. <laughs> but anyways, I'm at work, guys, and uh, like I said, I'll, I'll try to, you know, get some people on here too so you're not just listening to me rambling uh i want to get this i want to get mark on here maybe we can talk about his book um he's got a few books out talk about fly fish maybe we can hook tell you a little bit about jp ross fly rods um also i became friends with this guy colt russell no relation to me glenn russell but um he was on a couple of our local facebook hunting pages up here in new york and i i believe it was like a 200 class deer he killed it was it was phenomenal and then when i became friends with colt on uh, facebook this guy's got a history of knocking down some huge deer so i'd love to talk to him about that and huge outdoorsman just your average regular everyday guy um i've got some people and i you know ideas i would love to have him on maybe i even thought about maybe asking brian rush he would come on and talk about his calls and um you know, how his season went coyote hunting. Um, rush custom calls. All right, guys. Going to get out of here. Going to go into work. Peace out. This episode of Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures podcast was brought to you by Wild Kingdom Soap. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.